Welcome back to On the Mic with Mike Peters. This one's kind of a fun episode. Talked to Brian Walsh. He's a Scranton comedian, kind of known for his crowd work. Doesn't really want to be known for crowd work. So we get into that a little bit. Also, we talked about his two kids, kind of their humor and practical jokes. We also had a visitor from, not going to spoil it, we recorded this one in a library in Wilkes-Barre. So there's a little background noise. Sorry about that. It's going to be the last one I do there, hopefully. But it was kind of done out of necessity. You can follow along at On The Mic With Mike Peters on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Please give me a review. Appreciate it. Take care. Got Brian Walsh here from Scranton. How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm I have, doing... to, I have to use my NPR voice. We're in a library. <laughs> <laughs> we are in a library. This is kind of in like this alcove area. Yeah, this like... is not so fresh air. No, <laughs> this is this is kind of stinky. Uh, but we're in Wilkes-Barre, so make the you know had had a show here canceled. You paid so. top dollar for this room too, because absolutely fiberglass covering a window. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a balcony. If I lost ten pounds, I could squeeze through that and jump out. Ah, I think I can force you out. It's kind of <laughs> fun. Right. This is fun. Kind of cool Thanks, game. Man. Yeah, hard too. But no, no, man. So Brian Walsh, uh, I met you. Got my where I meet everybody, Maddie B's, mm-hmm. and uh, but in Binghamton, what three years ago, almost almost four now. Wow, Brian's one of the long. one of the one of the best comedians. He'll never admit to it, but some of the best comedians in the Scranton area. Which wow. I don't know what that says. The, the lady but, at the library desk just fucking disagreed with you. Well, I think a lot of people did. So. <laughs> yeah, when but, I came in, she was like, uh, "Here's a book on jokes. You can learn oh, a thing or nice. two. I think she's a fan. <laughs> You should autograph it, you know, in that little slip on the back and hand it back. Like, yes, this is how you do it. I'm not returning it. No, no. Dewey told do me to do this. But no, so you've been, you've been kicking around Santa for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, since uh, I was here around 2012, and then I had some some personal shit. Kids? Uh, oh, come on. Don't bring them into this. <laughs> this, is my, this is my time away. Oh, my fault. <laughs> Where'd you go, Daddy? A library? Bull. Shit. Yeah, they're never going to believe this. <laughs> Not one. And I'm never going to release this either. So, like, you'll never have that alibi. Good call. Yeah, no problem. That's, that's how I get things out of you. Well, let me fucking confess to some crimes then. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so, around, like, 2012, took a, took a few years off from doing it at all. And then just, they had some a couple blocks away from my house, a mic, and I just started doing it again. That's around the time that I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we met probably, what, 2016 or so. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, but I saw you in a bar in Pennsylvania and you told me, oh yeah, contacted these guys to get on more shows. And I did that. So, you know, I kind of got to thank you for making me branch out to Pennsylvania a little more. Oh, really? I thought thought it was, I think you're getting me confused with the other five foot two douchebag with the fucking bald head. No, no, it's, it's, it's you. Oh, okay. It's, you're definitely the douchebag I was thinking of. (laughs) Okay. I think of you every night, really, you know. Do you really? Pretty much. When you're douching? Yes, when I'm douching. That's, that's exactly what I... We're in a library. Clean did, it up, pal. Did anybody come out of this elevator? We're no, literally no, sitting right no, next to a fucking no, elevator. Nobody's come out of this elevator, so... Does it work? I don't know. I don't know. I assume so. You want to find out? Not really. All right. <laughs> cool. Well, let's find out in like 50 minutes or so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, why'd you, why'd you get into stand-up? Why'd I get into it? Yeah. I mean, well, why? What, what, what was your calling for? Like... Yes. So you're here for the groupies. <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, I look like the last guy that you just recorded. With. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? Actually, I was uh, driving to work every fucking day. And this is back when Wisecrackers, which is a comedy club yeah. and a casino out here, they used to be in a hotel. And they used to have a big marquee that you could see from the highway. And it would just flash, open mic, open mic, open yeah. mic. I'm like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give it a try. It's something I always wanted to do. But stage fright is very, very real. Yeah. Yeah, did you know that uh, public speaking is actually above death? Yeah, I saw fears? that Seinfeld episode in the nineties. Is that is that from a Seinfeld yeah, episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the joke is uh, never heard of you him. know really. Seinfeld? Uh, Seinfeld's a good guy. Uh, he's a funny guy. The guy that drives cars and yeah, that's that's all he comedians? does anymore. He used oh, okay. to do he used to do a TV show all called right. Seinfeld. But yeah, one of the bits was uh, you know uh, you know like the number one fear is public speaking. So that means. You, most people would rather be in the casket than deliver the eulogy. Yes. Which means, yeah. So how'd you get over that? Have you gotten over it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. It's, it's called, you know, taking a shit before you go up. That's the only way to yeah. 
release that little bit of pressure. Yeah. I know. I remember there's a show we did at the Keys, which is close to every everywhere you've ever been is closed. Yeah, so I'm seeing a pattern. <laughs> yeah. So, so library is going to be gone. Hey guys, so. you guys on your last few days? <laughs> yeah, we've been hearing that for fucking take 20 as, years. Take as many books out as you can. <laughs> you don't need to bring them back. But yeah, so one of the first shows I did with you, uh, you're very funny, and you were slated to go uh, at the end of the show, and but not very not the very last person and i think i was hosting or whatever and you're like oh yeah can i can i go later because i have to get more drunk <laughs> to do I this said that. something like that I'll and I, I remember it yeah no kidding yeah. so it must have been a good night <laughs> yeah but i'm like oh yeah like I've, I've been nervous but not have you ever gotten to the point where you can't physically go on stage no okay so it's not that you mean like drunk or no nerves? no no nerves no no, okay. no, no, no. It, it's, it's a weird thing. You know what it's like. You, yeah. you get up there and you're like, oh, okay. This is, what, was I, what was I so fucking yeah. afraid of? Right. Because you, you get know? that first laugh. Does that, cal- does that calm you down? Yeah. 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 Even before that, just, you know, just grabbing it and like, all right, right. well, uh, here the fuck I am. <laughs> no yeah. turning back now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that's like. Yeah. It's like, yeah. The, the, the first time going up, like, you, know, you know what it's like because you, you build everything up in your head from what you know about stand up as a yeah. fan. So you're thinking, all right. You know what? This is. I wrote some good stuff. I've got thirty-five minutes of shit here, and you go up there and you're struggling after six, sixty yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're thinking that you're just gonna go up there, you're gonna fucking destroy, and you're gonna be on Johnny Carson, and then in the next week, and it's like. Hmm, well. Then you find out Johnny Carson's dead. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, now yeah. where do I go? Is he really? Yeah. Shit. When did that happen? Long time ago. Okay. Are Pretty you? sure. I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm fairly sure he's dead. There's a way to find out. I'll just, yeah. There's gotta be a book on him down there somewhere. <laughs> But yeah, and then, and then it just became a recurring thing. They had a Wednesday night open mic, and so I just jot little things. I mean, mics are so fucking important. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a conversation within itself. I feel like, like, I just had Joey Teppanino in here, and we, like, we talked about that. I'm for sorry, who's that? Uh, nobody important. <laughs> but I, I feel like we talked for about a half an hour about how important mics were. Really? Yeah, it's like, but I think at this level, like, you, I don't, I don't know how you do it without it. It's, you know what, it's such a, I guess we could say it's a hack discussion. Yeah. Right? To talk about how important so, mics yeah. are. Because it, it, it's one of those things, it's like, yeah, no shit. But then you actually meet people that are like, nah, I don't bother with it. Yeah. It's like, How? Yeah, I, I'm not that funny where I, I can't not do. Mics. I totally agree with you. You know, about me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I guess I aspire to not need them anymore. But I can't see a day I don't where I don't even, need that. I don't even think that's possible. That I don't. I mean, I heard a story. I don't remember who it was, but they said I think it was in Virginia. They were they had a mic going on down there, and fucking Louis C.K. was doing a show yeah. around there. And he popped in with a couple of the guys that were opening with him. Some, so I think it was maybe Joe List or Mark Norman, one of those. Two uh, guys. Joe List They're, opens for Louis a lot. Okay, yeah. yeah they, and they were saying they went to this mic, and everybody's like, "Holy shit!" And you know, he was extolling the virtues of yeah. being consistent. Yeah, because there's a lot of things like, oh man, about a month ago, because I, I there, we don't really have a major scene around here right. at all. I mean, you you have mics going on all the time yeah. where you're at. Around here, you're lucky if you get into a mixed mic. You know what a mixed yep. mic is, right? Yep. Where they let yep. both black and white people in. They can do that in Pennsylvania? Yes, they can. Since when? Uh, 2006. Oh, okay. If, I, if the right. amendment serves. Baby memory. steps. Yeah, 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 yeah baby steps. But uh, no, it's, you know, music and poetry and everything, which I've actually turned the corner on. I used to hate those. Yeah, I hate I don't like them. You don't, right? No, but I don't, I don't go to many. And it's like I had one bad experience. I'm like, oh, they don't want to hear me. And I feel like, like comedy will ruin that mic. Or at least that's hmm. the perception. See, I, I've noticed something different where a, a lot of comics have that same thought. Where it's like, well, fuck that. You know, that's that's not my people, I guess. But you go there and all of a sudden it goes from you thinking this is going to suck to everybody's like, oh, shit, there's a, there's a comic here. Yeah. And I'm always like, where? No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> yeah. it, so you're the only guy doing comedy. So everybody gives you your time. Right. And you could actually work through some thoughts, you know, but then you get trapped into that thing where it's like, fuck, now I got to, now, you know, I, I want to chase laughs at the same time. So I'm going to use old shit just so I can right. keep the laughs going. Right. And then you end up not doing four or five things that you wanted to try out. But I, I did a show around here recently. It's about a month ago. One of the dudes that you had on your podcast is Zach Hammond. Yeah. Really funny yeah. dude. He was on that too. Actually, Joey was too. But I was like... You know, thinking I'm fucking so confident. Well, I could do new stuff. And then I, I tried this new bit. 
just fucking bombed. <laughs> just bombed. I'm like, what? In my head, I'm thinking, that's funny. Did you work it out before? No. Or, okay. Nope. nope. The first time I, I ever tried it, but I thought, I thought, okay, I could work with the premise while I'm up there because mm-hmm. I like the premise. And there was my, my, blank, my, my brain just blanked like it did right now yeah, when yeah, I just yeah. tried to say that. Yeah, yeah, but what you're trying to do there is consolidate time. So you combine brain and blanked, and I appreciate that. We <laughs> yeah, only have I'm about efficient. an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I'm efficient. Yeah, Thank I'm you. actually eating. You can't even see me eating right <laughs> nope, now. No, nope, very quick. Banging out a lot of things right now. Yeah, on top of being a loser. But uh, yeah, just it just just flatlined, just dead, and and that was just one of those things that popped up in my brain. Is like this is exactly why you need a mic. Yeah, this is exactly why you need a mic. You could do that two or three times if you're confident in the premise. At some point, you, you it's, know, it's you such a gamble together. It's such a gamble if you, if you're trying out new material on stage. I was I like to do it. like I'll I ad lib something and I'm like okay that'll work and maybe you know I'm, I'm get ready for a show I'm like ah, let me throw in this line but never like a bit but it's like just a new tag or something like that yeah I'm like okay I can do that but if I try something like if I try a new chunk that's like three minutes and it doesn't go well yeah you dug like, yourself a hole that and I feel like I've just ripped off people. Like they paid to see right. stuff that I've worked on and that I know is funny. And if I give them some shit, I'm like, oh, they're never coming back. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I just ruined the night for everybody. Yeah. I, I actually, I know a dude who will try new stuff at a show. And if he just sees that it's not working, like, huh, all right, fuck it. Yeah. And the crowd will respond with laughs. So he, he has that balance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Tempadino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, if, if, if it's not working, you'd be like, ah, fuck it, and just keep moving on. Yeah. It's like, man, I wish I could have that energy towards, you know, because they're just like galaxy in yeah. another place yeah. where I, I try to bit that's a little bit more, uh, if you didn't build up and frame who you are, it could come off really, really bad when you try to do anything about like race yeah. or anything like that. Because then they're like, wait a second, you just went to, you know, from your kids to now you're fucking telling us about your alt-right manifesto. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's like. Uh, it's just about like how uh, how today there's so much information. There's so many people that are misinterpreting things that they're even getting their uh, their stereotypes fucked up. Yeah. And, and that that's the and it's just like I don't know if you remember that people just kind of stared at. Me. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's usually a pretty good room. And like like it's my favorite right now. Uh, one of them at least. It's my favorite Binghamton. It's awesome. And and yeah, and it's so like, but but I know it used to be tougher. Because they before they redesigned it and uh, put all those arcade games in there, yeah, uh, which is weird in its own. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. You're right about the, to go but, to the punchline and hear. Whoa! But the, but the arcade game actually, I prefer them there because it used to be they had so many more tables, so people would sit in the very back and you couldn't see their faces, and mm. they might laugh, they might not, but you had no idea. So even if a joke was okay, like the two two or three tables in the front would be empty. Right. So having those machines there forces everybody to funnel in and they're always attentive. Like they may not be always attentive, but they're always there. Like you're not playing to dead, dead spots. Yeah, yeah, but the weird thing is about that stage is uh, the ceilings are so high yeah. in that place. Yep. And then you have the overlook on the left of you where you can see the bar. Yep. So you can see everybody having, you know, living their life yeah. as, as actual human beings, right. partners and stuff. And you got to kind of balance that when you're up there. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. But it, it's usually a pretty decent room with, like, the audience members. The first couple of shows we had there, it was rough. And I was like, I, I don't think they knew what was going on or to, what to expect. Because uh, we brought a few people up from, from we were doing stuff at Spotlight. Brought a few. And we kind of just had to, you know, month by month, we got more people. And now it's, it's pretty much, you know, we get, you know, 30 to 40 people every show, which is great because that's pretty much, it fills the seats. Mm-hmm. We got standing room. Awesome. So it's, it's fun. But yeah, that's that's a room where I, I generally don't try out a whole lot of new stuff because, yeah. you know, I'm not, I can't gamble, like, especially since I host. Yeah, I'm like, I can't, I can't really do that. Well, let's uh, turn turn the tables here. Yeah. Uh, do you like booking shows? Love it. Do you really? Love it. What is it that you love about it? Uh, I, I find to, it so fucking stressful. I get to get people more work. So I feel like, I feel like my job right now, uh, you know, I like the Mother Teresa of shitty comics. <laughs> basically <laughs> shitty Teresa uh, but no I, I feel like like it's part of what I have to do right now is keep this scene going mm-hmm. and maybe I don't need to but it's like I have that obligation where you know I'll have uh, two or three people let's just say on average and it's maybe a little high but two or three people a week will say hey uh, if you have a show coming up 
let me know or whatever. They'll say, I can host for you. I can do whatever. I like being in that position where I can say, no, you know, like um, I have six shows. I'm producing six shows next month. Um, I can get 20 people spots. I like that. Yeah, sure. Um, I do. And I, I like I like organizing everything. Uh, I think uh, like I had I was on 13 shows in November. It's supposed to be 14 tonight. Uh, but we can make it happen. Uh, yeah, we can. Yeah. So, but it's supposed to be on 14. I think I probably produced eight or nine. So I like that. You know, I like being busy. Now, so do you, I, have you talked about your goal on here? Mine? Yeah. Not really. I think probably, but that's an interesting uh, goal. Yeah. I want to, I want to cure cancer and it's weird. I'm taking the weird route of doing stand up comedy to do that. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I decided not to. You look like you're on your way to curing cancer with AIDS. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. That's, yeah, you're welcome. Well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I don't know. Joey and I talked, Joey Tepidino and I talked off, off mic and, you know, I don't know. As long as I'm, as long as I'm making, as long as my career has to do with comedy, I'm fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to be a comedian. I can be a producer. I can be whatever. As long as I'm making people happy. Anything ha- but an athlete. <laughs> I tried. They said no. <laughs> yeah, they sure I, was cu- I was cut by the New York Mets. Do you know that? Huh, you were cut? Cut by the New York Mets. I went to a, I went to a tryout. Like when they were taking your bracelet off? They no. With it? Is- no. No. Like I went to an open tryout right after college. Is this a true story? True story. Uh, the Binghamton Mets. Binghamton, obviously. And and <clears throat> they had an open tryout. And I went. Uh, got to the field at like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning. First baseman. So I, I took took reps in the field. Did pretty well. They, I had to run the 60. And you know, I'm out of shape now. But I was relatively in shape then but still like me in shape is not like you know completely thin like I'm, i've got a broad body so i probably yeah, you was do like have a broad body <laughs> thank you thank you but like uh no i so i had to run the 60 jared dash and didn't go well uh but i didn't even hit at the state of like the people they stuck around got to hit after lunch i went to my grandma's at lunch <laughs> they're like they didn't oh. even feed you no no they're like like you can probably go see your grandma now yeah, and i'm like okay run the fuck out of here yeah but they, yeah. that was the last time i was ever cut so i'm like all right i'm out so no no how athlete. long ago was this uh it was 2002 so oh. i was like now, I was how, 24. how long after or 2000 i'm sorry that was 2005 i was i was 22 how long you after you actually got cut in a robbery was this I got I got I got stabbed when I was twenty four. So yeah, stabbed when I was twenty four. That's when I got caught. <laughs> hey now, <laughs> oh Maryland. <laughs> yeah, my twenties were not great to me. <laughs> no, run around getting cut. <laughs> it was a rough time for about a decade. I was like, well, where am I going to die tonight? <laughs> I'm feeling like cutting you from your own podcast. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I took a picture of my cat on my mic. I'm like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I get replaced. So it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. So now. Where do you, you do a lot of crowd work? I've so, done. So do you do you like that? Do you, do you like the reputation that comes along? No, okay. I, I don't. Is that like why that. you're? Is that why you're going away from that? Uh, well, because you know what, you this whole entire thing for anybody that does it. I mean, you have the people that are just super confident. I wish I was one of them. But it, any little sort of suggestion, any little uh, criticism, you really internalize it. Yeah. And somebody was like, you know, crowd work is cheap, and it's like. Yeah, I understand that. And I agree with it to a point, but look at some of the fucking places that we're doing. It's also tough to do well. It's tough to do well. I see it all the time because as far as I'm concerned, if you get up there and you're like, so how's everybody doing tonight? You're doing fucking crowd work. Yeah. You just ask the question to the crowd. You're, you're doing crowd work. Yeah. I mean, it's this idea that we have to call it this, this, or this, or this. You could You can navigate your bits by doing crowd work. Very easily. You know, you could, you could, that, that's why, like, I think it's something that everybody should sort of take a look at, you know, like you were saying, yeah. if it's, if it's good or, and I'm not saying I'm the best at it. I'm saying that the intention is still to get laughs. So how does that differentiate I, from telling jokes? I've told myself, and I've had this conversation with people that what I kind of want to do is <clears throat> when I go to these open mics, especially when I host, I probably should dedicate like a minute or two just to working on crowd work. Mm. So I'm more more capable of, of having a good response at a real show. And, you know, but I, I, I work so much on my material. I'm like, oh, I don't want to deviate from that. So it's like, but I know that there's so much value in playing with an audience. Right. And I, I wish I could honestly say that it's, you know, part of my plan going up. It's not, it's just literally it stems out of necessity. It's because of nerves. Yeah. And it's, you know, you, you know what it's like. You're up there and you hear a glass clink. I'm like that that fucking dog from that Disney movie, the squirrel. Like you're yeah, looking yeah, over yeah. and you're like, 
and, and it could take it could take you out of it. That again, back to mics. That's why mics are so important because if you do have a three to five minute bit that you really want to execute, good luck if you're not hitting mics. Yeah, good luck because you know I see the guy that everything seems scripted. You know, it'll be up there for twelve minutes and it just seems so scripted and it feels scripted. And to me, that's kind of like it's kind of boring. It, it, unless I'm sitting in a theater and watching a guy who slugged it out forever, and you know that's that's his finished product, then I get it. You know, he's got an arc. I think that's that's part of what you said is like the mastery of of a Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Where you know, forget what he did off or whatever. But why? What did he do? I, 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 I've heard rumors. He jerked off into a plant or something like that. Nah, Ficus. I don't think it was that guy. Oh. But uh, I think that's, that's weird. That's a different guy. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. I think it's I just remember there was there was like a good solid three months there where yeah, I think it was every other jerking off into a yeah, ficus. Like plant. I've never found a, a plant that attractive. <laughs> no. You know, like, I, like I like a cactus, <laughs> but you know I'm not going to be intimate with one. I know it's like like it's I've never seen a I've never seen a fern that really got me going. <laughs> you know, like I don't know, it's weird. But no, the day is young. <laughs> I am. I'm looking for something to do tonight. <laughs> I can so, see that. So, but no, Lucy K. Like, like you know that he has crafted everything he's done, mm-hmm. all his paws, whatever. But it's like he goes on stage, and you swear he just thought of that because right. of the way he delivers it. Because he stammers through things, and like you know, it's just it's kind of it's authentic. But you I think know it is authentic. he's. But, I, I think it really actually is. <laughs> I think that that stammering is not purposeful. I think he's trying to connect the dots. You know, we, we don't want to sit here and talk about how another dude's brain works necessarily, right. but I think that is it where he's like, okay, here's the premise and here's a part of a punchline. How do I get from here to here? And then he just does yeah. it on stage. That's why when you see like, you know, a leaked set from the guy and people are actually critiquing it after he hasn't been on stage for how yeah. long, it's like, how the what fuck do you, what are you, you going to critique that? Yeah. First of all, it's funny. It's like, but you're, you're really going to critique something that's not finished that he knows is not finished. That's odd. I mean, and it's like, like to put it in comparison, that's like you trying out something for the first time at, at a mic and everybody else getting to review it. And it's like, well, that's not, yeah. unless you were there, like that's, I want you to review it. Yeah, I wouldn't even be stage. able to get booked at Maddie B's if that were the case. Well, you certainly couldn't do it now because it's been closed for two years. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, you know, it, you're, the people I want to judge my material are right there. Right. You know, like until I want it, you know, I'm not obviously Louis K, but like, but I want you guys to help me finish this product. Yes. Because, like, you're an active participant right now. I'm giving this to you. Back to the crowd work, that's actually how I... It, the, the way I actually started doing it was this: the host of the open mic, this dude, he still bops around here. And he's, he's, like, in his 50s. And he would always wear some crazy suit, some crazy yeah. hat. Like, he was just, you know, trying to dress to impress, but it wasn't impressive at all. Yeah. So I'd always just have a line for him. Just It was almost like a tip of the cap, really. It's like, yeah, you know, we got it for that guy, whatever the fuck. Whatever's being said. And then that would, I, I noticed that when people would go up there and they just take the mic from, from him and they just start going into their bit, nobody's paying attention. And then that's kind of, that's kind of setting the scene yeah. for the rest of it. And then, again, this is mic exclusive. You know what I mean? This is <laughs> directly talking about mics. And so I used to think, all right, what can you say? You got to point something out around here to get everybody to shut the fuck up. Right. And then that's, it just came from pure necessity. I mean, look again, look at a lot of the places that we do, right? We're, we're doing bars where it's a free know, show. three quarters of yeah. the people didn't even know that there was going to be anything going on. So right. how do you crack that nut? I know when I, when I start hosting those shows and I'm like, well, I start the show. I'm like, how many people here knew there was a comedy show going on? Half the audience says yes. I think they're lying. And the other half didn't even hear don't, you. <laughs> they don't give a shit because there's, you know, a football game going on Thursday. I'm like, that's, you understand that's the worst game on the schedule, right? Thursday, why don't you pay attention to us for a second? That never happens. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, you know. I've seen you, you rein it in. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen you get their attention. And, that, and honestly, for me in my head, like the, the nerves that's driving you when you're up there, that's that's the necessity I want the people to pay attention. Because it's like, you know, this isn't to sound like a a fucking arrogant prick and like I'm the best ever or whatever but it's like if you guys stop for a couple of minutes I promise you I'll say at least one thing to make you yeah. laugh I promise you yeah 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 it's getting them to stop and I see that people that that don't ever use it that dude uh, RJ RJ McCarthy yeah fucking solid crowd work yeah. solid crowd work Got he's very play. quick it, very quick and he's using a better attribute of himself in that situation like it, it's aside from the act itself right. so you know he knows you know, he's not gonna be doing that if he's, you know, doing a theater spot or if he's doing a fundraiser. Like I had to do a, a fundraiser earlier this year. There was like 350 people there. 
And I was thinking, all right, because usually in my head, I think, all right, the first, you know, 30 seconds or a minute, let me get a line or two out there to try to get everybody to shut up. That's, you know, from muscle memory, I guess. And now this time there's all these people, they're all quiet. (laughs) I don't have to get them to shut up. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Zero crowd work. And I had to do uh, 18 minutes. And then I was thinking, because there was a couple of things I just wanted to point out when I was up there that would have, you know, with the timing being right, it would have landed. I get off and I'm thinking, all right, it set went well. And then the headliner goes up there and I swear to fuck, he did 45 minutes of straight up crowd work. Yeah. Straight up crowd work talking about him driving in and potholes and they're just, oh. they loved the engagement. And it, it made me think, I was like, fuck, because I get in my head talking about that conversation of, yeah. oh yeah, yeah this, this guy does crowd work and it's cheap. You get in your head thinking about that and you're like, you know what? I really do need to focus on writing a bit that could breathe that has beats to it, I really should focus on that. And then I go and I see this dude who's off to the Bahamas next, the, the week yeah. after. And it's like, he just did 45 minutes of crowd work. I fucking shot myself in the foot by letting somebody else creep into my brain and tell me, you know, don't, it's cheap, you know? But if you did crowd work, if you did 18 minutes of crowd work, you might have tanked what he was doing. So it's totally. like, so totally, yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, it yeah. probably was better of you to not do the crowd work. Right. You know, put the show ahead of you. But there, there was a couple of, let, let's say that there's, t- of, of that 18 minutes, a minute, it could have made the set a lot better. And, and the set right. went really, really well, but it, it could have made it a lot better for me. I'm being selfish now. Mm-hmm. It, it could have made it the whole thing better and created the energy. Because that's, that's another big unspoken thing is the actual energy in the room and how to play off of it and whatnot. You know, not that I'm some fucking you know, scholar when it comes to this shit, but you see some people that are able to actually take the energy that's in the room that's being thrown at them and give it back. Yeah. And you see some people that just shit all over it. And they're like, nope, I'm here for me. This is my set. And again, circles back to how important mics are. Right. Because if, if, you, if you really have a bit that... Because I've got so much written in fucking notebooks and I'll never I'll never do 95% of it, ever. You know, unless, unless there was a dedicated mic that I yeah. could hit twice a week. Right. Where you could just kind of just say... And just, that's what that, uh, that one, this place in Scranton, the V-Spot... Yeah, that's what that sort of became for me because it's like that. You've been there. Yeah, I mean it's a contest, but like <laughs> not everybody treats it that way. Like right. I, I don't think you should treat it that way because no, like, I don't treat like, it that way it, at all because it, it's all it's all crowd vote and and it lasts four hours. Mm-hmm. People are in and out, and it's a great place. And the the guy does it. The guy who's in charge does a good job with it. But it's Fantastic. like. But it's like, what are you going to get out of it? Like, I, I'm from Binghamton, and now granted, you know, I probably don't have the material to win every week, but it's like, I know that I'm not going to win because I'm from Binghamton, and I'd like to go home at a reasonable hour, so I'll be gone before, you know, I'll do my set before most people even vote, because oh, you, you vote at midnight, and it's like, there's, well, there's, I'm not sticking around for that. They, they've been doing this for a little while, and I've never looked at it as a contest, ever. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an open It's market. hard not to, because I, I it's built that way, but... But I know. I, know I think I, I think you personally could easily get past that in your yeah. head, and I think it's actually important to get past that, really, because I see the other comics that are there and there, and I used to hate it. They they'd walk around, guys. I'm vote number sixteen. I'm number sixteen, and they pander for the votes. Yeah. And again, I used to hate it, but then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah. I mean, if they're here for the contest, who the fuck am I to say that that's a bad thing mm-hmm. that somebody wants to win fifty bucks off of their talent? Like yeah. this. And then there's these people that get really upset. Because a band will go. The The last time that I went, it was about a week or so ago. I came in either second or third place. The band that won, there's like five people. They all each got their girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Listen. Listen. <laughs> we're in a library. But they, they, they have their people there that voted for them and they won. And then you hear these comics that are like, yeah, see, that's, that's so unfair. That's so unfair that they're bringing people here and it, it's a shoe-in for them to win. But it's you like, could bring the people there too. Exactly. You know, it's like. Exactly. You could, you could bring the people there. And as far as I'm concerned, if they know that many people that believe in them and what they're doing, whether they're good or bad, that's it's you know irrelevant. But if they know enough people that are there to support them, they fucking deserve that fifty bucks or whatever right. it is, fifty bucks, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but dude, that room itself is a perfect example. It, it's a great exercise for a comic. It really is because if you try to go up there and you just try to get right in your set with your normal tone, you hey hey. So I was uh. It, everybody's just ah, yeah you have just, you have to so start loud. there by quieting the people on the right have to you know yeah. or you know talking about somebody before like you gotta make a, a joke I, I think right there you have to make a joke gotta get a laugh in the first five or six seconds you have to just, you're so yeah good. yep yep well, yeah you have to 
Like uh, the one time when it started getting loud, I just said, hey, can I have a moment of silence for school shootings? And everybody's still talking. And I'm like, how the fucking, like, how, how do you yeah. not give a moment of silence to school shootings? Right. And I have a joke about it. It's like, yeah, school shootings, comedy gold, I know. But the, the joke, it's, it could actually be considered a clean joke. Right. But it's like, hey, can I have a moment of silence? And then right there you had about 80% of the room that quieted down. You know, and then it's yeah. like, okay, now they have in the back a pool table. Now you're talking fucking 35, 40 feet away and all the people in between. So they have they have a pool table room where they have an opening. And I always try to have something. Like, I, I don't remember what I said the last time around, but I said, it looks like they're filming a, a reality TV show where the goal is that neither one of them are ever going to fuck ever. Like something like that, you know? And then everybody kind of just stops, turns around. You have about half a second of silence to where you better fucking shit. And that's why that place particularly is a really good ex. Because a, a comic hit me up that's about he's about two hours away. He's like, hey, is this a good mic? Because he saw it somewhere. And I was like, dude, that's literally hit or miss, zero gray area. Yeah. You're either going to do well and you're going to get something out of it, or you're going to fucking hate yourself on your way home. Because, you, you know, you had that time. And <laughs> Dude, when I was up there, a lady fucking pulled down her jogging pants and showed me her diaper. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was. How was your mom doing? <laughs> She's all right. all right. She's all right. She's doing No Shave November. Oh, good for her. Yeah, so she looked great. <laughs> How'd you navigate through that bush? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she really did. And then she had yoga pants underneath it. Why not? So it's like something like that. It's like, and the worst thing is, is they have the fucking camera. Like, I know this is great yeah. for a podcast, but they have the camera right up in front of you in the yeah. stage. And all it does is get the laughs over here. And the laughs over here, yeah. either to the left or the right, or directly behind it. It doesn't get them to the back. So if you watch it over, you're really gonna hate yourself because you because you knew when something well went down. It's like wait a second, that but was it's a not lot louder. Any laughs? <laughs> yeah. So you look like you're just up there spinning your wheels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't see this lady showing me her fucking diaper, which is awesome. One thing I want to know with you is like a you're you don't monitor your language at all. Like you're not you're not this PC. Yeah, you're still saying fag and clit, whatever. On like, stage? Yeah. No, I don't. I've never said fag on stage. Oh, my fault. No, oh, no, you know what? Somebody called me a fag. Oh, yeah? Yes. And I said, that's something that only a loving father, sh- father should call a son. Oh, okay. that, that might be what you're thinking about. Yeah, I don't have anything with, yeah. with fag in it. I don't think you're... I'm not, a, I'm not... I don't think you're telling me the truth. What do I have to... Or is that just off stage? <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about, oh. faggot? <laughs> <laughs> do you, how do you navigate that, like the PC thing? Like, cause I don't think you give a shit at all. Well, I don't. I think it. I think it's overblown. I think it's mostly fake. I think it's uh, not. Not saying that people don't deal with it, and we're trying to get to a more progressive point or whatever. But I think this idea where. You know, the white man's burden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you can't say anything on stage anymore. It's like, bullshit. Yeah, you really can. You can say just about everything. Yeah. And how about you try to make it fucking funny? Yeah. Because, you know, and not, not to shit on people that like to consider themselves edgy. I don't personally think that you up there pontificating about your edginess is funny. Yeah. Unless you make it funny. unless Because I, I see a lot of that where these guys that are complaining about, we can't say anything anymore. It's like, well, you can. Just make it funny. Right. Just, just try to, and I noticed that most people, they don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? If it's funny, they really don't care. Like one thing that I have noticed though, and this is, I was telling you about this before, is if you're doing something self-deprecating, you really got to pay attention to whatever room that you're in. Cause if you're the, there was a couple of tables at Galaxy mm-hmm. of these middle-aged women, right? 35 to 50 okay. years old or whatever. And I don't remember what self-deprecating thing I said, but they go, Oh, usually always gets laughed. Yeah. Usually pulls people in. Oh, Yep. I was like, fuck. And that was the second time I would rather, six months. I would rather have somebody boo me than say, oh. Me too. Me too. It's like they genuinely thought that that was my life, what I was telling yeah. them. It's like, no, actually, you know, it might, might not have happened. Do you, do you understand that you feeling bad for me only makes me feel worse? <laughs> yeah. Like you were doing the opposite. It's like, here. I agree with you. You should feel bad for me. Yeah. But wait till I knew somebody would say that yeah. about you. No. Wait till I hit on you. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> love that stuff. And this is also why I'm in therapy. Thank you. <laughs> no, but I, I, I don't, I wouldn't say like I'm fucking edgy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think, I, I, don't I don't think, think you're edgy. I think, I think. It appears to me that you don't care. Like, like you, you respect people, but it's like, I'm not going to let language get in my way of getting a laugh. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever purposely put in a, a specific word into something because I think it's going to make people go, <gasps> yeah. Like, if anything's in there, it's 100% 
the intention is to make them laugh. And you can totally tell when somebody's doing that just to be edgy. Like, Ugh, like all oh, just time. because it's like, no, you're, you're trying to force yourself into this opening. Yeah. And it, it's not working. Like, just rely on what's funny and you'll get there eventually if, if that's right. where you're going to go. Right. Like, I've, I've heard some jokes from white dudes that have, can I say, no, I'm just, that have <laughs> the N-word in them, right. right? And it's like, that better be really, really funny. And I've heard some that are really really funny yeah. because it's an absurdist take on the whole thing but then you hear the guy that's got and every time i think about this guy i'll tell you what his words yeah but i think about him with his hand on his hip and his mic in his hand and he just fucking tossed the word out there almost no context uh pretty much no punchline it was just my free speech guy yeah yeah that's like hey man it's free speech i could say what i want it's like yeah you can also get punched in the face later exactly yeah 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 or you could just make everybody uncomfortable i do like when somebody can make somebody uncomfortable make the crowd uncomfortable and then pull them out of it yeah yeah it's almost like you know the whole blowing the balloon and putting a little pin in it and you know you're creating the tension what i like doing is uh I love, and because I, I host a lot of times, like, I don't have this opportunity very often, but I did a show in Poughkeepsie, that area, and the host was a black guy, and he ended with a joke about, he's got the N-word in it, and I loved it, like, he gave me the opening, so I, I he introduced me, I'm like, ah, that guy stole my joke, <laughs> like, like, I like doing that stuff, yeah, but sure. I just, yeah, it's like, oh, so you get that mind, like, Oh, does he really have the joke that's littered with N words? Yeah, you're not you're not yeah. doing the this. Okay, I'm gonna separate myself from the pack thing. You're doing the opposite. You're saying, yeah. "All right, we're all here." Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I, I don't. I, I don't think that we're in a. People have lost jobs for sure for saying shit. Yeah. Right, which is just a. It's a shitty consequence to be in a free expressive yeah. art form. And but, then but our level right now, that's not gonna our level. Out. No, it's like you know. You, Hey, guess what, Brian? You're not gonna get Mike called. He doesn't want me to do his podcast because okay. you know he said the N word at Popeyes. It's like, yeah. is that where you usually say the N word? You ever order a chicken sandwich? No, nope, no, nope, I've never have. You're almost forced to. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they actually require it. Oh, that's not. Otherwise, I thought that was a Chick Fil A right thing. That was Chick Fil A thing. No, they they say that in the cooler. Oh, okay, I got freezer you. in the morning meetings. They say feed the. Okay, I got you. I got you. No, but I don't. I don't think it's as consequential as everybody's making no. it out to be. No, I really don't. I, I think I think that's all. In any scene, you have gatekeepers, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Anywhere you go, there's always these people that they want to be the gatekeeper. Not saying like the way that you do it. Yeah. You, you're trying to create a scene, which is fucking really hard to do. It's really hard to do. I don't have the energy for it, to try to, to keep yeah. it all going because a scene can build. And if you're putting on shows on top of these mics, then you're showing people. Like, I, I love the idea of having a mic and it's somebody's first time. I think that's the most important mm-hmm. thing of having an open mic is where, you know, some kid walks down the street and sees open mic. Fuck it. I've always wanted to try this and it's there for him to do or her, whatever. But uh, you're doing shows as well. So there's almost like a, a hierarchy. Yeah. It's like and you do this mic, opportunity. Maybe, you get, maybe get the show. Like, like that's when, when I started producing shows in the first place, one, I wasn't getting booked on shows and I'm like, you know what? Damn it. I want to get on a show. And I figured if I put on the show, nobody can say I can't do that show. So <laughs> like, the owner. Well, that's happened before. Uh, but no. And, and then, you know, I, I figured I can't be alone. Like there's gotta be other people who are not getting booked and they're working hard and they feel like they should be booked. I wanted to be that guy who gave them that opportunity. Yeah. So I, and that's why I keep doing this too. Like it, and always in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, there's somebody who's busting their asses and they want to be on a show and they should be recognized for it. So I, I, I've given not to pat myself on the back, but I've probably given 20 people their first shows okay. and eh, probably overshooting it. But, but yeah. And I feel good about that because you know, not that I want to have that reputation of like, Oh, every Michael book, everybody, but, right. But if they're working hard, I feel like there should be a payoff for that. Well, one that I think that you did it for was Holly. Holly Griffin. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. I had her for a show. I did a show with her a couple of weeks ago, a fucking VFW. Yep. You think it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. There was like 75 people there and a wonderful crowd. And she just, I think I saw her one time before that maybe where she was a little bit stiff or yeah. whatever, because that's, you're new. And dude, she just coasted. That was probably, I'm going to guess that was her seventh show. Something like that. She's still probably in the single digits. I, I, she's got a couple for me in December. Her timing was yeah. on point. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. she's getting there. 
Yeah. Um, but it's fun to watch somebody like that. It's, it's awesome to watch. You, and you can see there's a direct correlation between how much work you put in off the mic, then on the mic, and then at the show. 100%. And it's, it's really fun to see somebody like that flourish. And so it's cool. Back to the initial question I got to ask you. Does that creep into your head when you're writing, this whole PC thing? For me, no. Not really. Uh, I think I, I examined myself because um, when I started, I had a lot of race stuff. And it was a black-white because I found the humor in it uh, because I, I think there's there's just humor in it at there all. Is. I'm very – Because it's absurd. <clears throat> I lived yeah. in Baltimore for a while and and I absolutely loved my time there, you know, aside from getting stabbed and whatever. But, ah, come on. You know, by black guys. You're bitching. <laughs> but uh, no, I just – but one of my one of my best friends from down there is, is black. And – I, okay, I, braggart. Well, whatever. I, just because I have a friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but but I would we'd be at the bar, and I just find myself in this trap where, like, I felt like everything I asked him was about race, and I was like, oh, oh I have to, and like even now, like I'll text him, and I'll look at the the text we've had before, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should ask him about Happy Gilmore, and just to <laughs> just to do and not Chubbs. You're like, uh, like, do you think Happy Gilmore would have been better if he was black? <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm like, I know we're big Adam Sandler fans. I'm like, oh, let me vary up so it's not all race related. So I'm like, <laughs> hard. But no, I just was so in, interested in that, and and I did take stock. I'm like, okay, well, how much of my material is that? Maybe that's too much, but never like. You know, I, I had a couple jokes with the M word in it, and it wasn't like it was just based on a true story. Like, mm-hmm. like I stopped some. I think I said this on a podcast earlier, but um, I was in I was in Syracuse, and I stopped a, a robbery. Uh, somebody, a black one, was running down. I grabbed the bags because white people uh, were coming down there, and you know, and I'm like, oh, good, I got I got their bags back. And she went to the alley, and, and this white woman came out counting her wallet. And I was like, well, here are your bags. And uh, she goes, oh, they're not mine. They're hers. Keep them. I'm like, so I robbed a woman. And so at the end of it, and it was a longer bit, but at the end of it, I just put, you know, direct quote. Like, she's like, oh, just because I'm a, you know, you think you can. And I'm like, oh. So I had, I had the N word in that, in that bit because I thought it was necessary to have it there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then, you know, I, I looked at it and it, I didn't cut it because, you know, I didn't want to say the word. I have no problem saying it. But, like, it wasn't, the joke wasn't funny after I robbed a woman. Like, I got the biggest pop there. And I'm like, oh, it's probably, like, just needs to be truncated anyway because it's only two minutes of laughter, not four and a half. The funniest part of that story <clears throat> is you saying, I have no problem saying it. I know, and I didn't say <laughs> it, yeah. So I get it. But, like, <laughs> I know. And I did hesitate while I was doing this. But, <laughs> yeah. no, I, it's not, PC, I don't care about that, really. But my stuff is, you know, I... I, I find more absurd things funny anyway. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like a language thing and yeah, whatever. But, but I'll never not laugh at something because, you know, I said faggot or whatever. I'm like, oh, whatever. That's a yeah, word. No, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Carlin guy. Anything you know, could be just, funny. Like, you know what's funny? I, I actually, even though I could fuck around dirty talk or whatever, yeah. I don't like nasty shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't like people talking about their cum and yeah. their assholes and, you know, the, and then shit out of my ass. And it's like, okay, 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 you're grossing we, me out. We Not understand, we understand how an ass works. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And I've, I've heard of this myth of cum before. You know, I've never <laughs> seen it from my wife. But like, it, it's, it's, I don't like being grossed out. I don't yeah. like gross out humor necessarily. That's my own personal thing. But I'm certainly not opposed to anybody doing it. I, misogynistic humor doesn't work on me. It, it doesn't. It just doesn't. And and some of it is good. And but if I'm there, I feel like I don't feel like the comedy is for me. And I feel awkward not laughing when a comedian looks at me. So I'm like, <laughs> it's weird. Like, well, I just if you're don't. the only woman in the audience, they gotta look <laughs> that's at you. true. But no, I, but I had I had a comedian who, who asked me those. You don't think that's funny? I go, eh. you know, it's like, how do you answer that? Like, I, I don't know. It's just not for me. I don't know how that could even be done. The misogynist humor are you talking about where the guys saying oh bitches bitches you know like that i'm like ah, i'm not into it like yeah, I, yeah, I took yeah. gender communication in college i don't think most people are like that. into any sort of punching down unless they're punching down on themselves yeah. or their own family members yeah honestly yeah i think that's a you always hear that term too punching down punching punching like it, it's funny because uh you're talking about misogynist humor there was somebody that had a show oh god let me get my fucking thoughts in order what, you know how they have all these little networks? Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, the, the Philly Comedy Network, the New yep. Jersey Comedy. Well, some, some chick puts out a show and she's like, 
Or she put out a post that said, uh, hey, if you have too many f- male faces on your flyer, you need to check yourself. And if you, you're saying you hit up anybody in the, everybody in the scene to try to get a woman on there and you didn't, I don't believe you. And it's like, that's one of these gatekeeper mentalities yeah. where it's like that's somebody that has doesn't give a fuck about comedy. They don't care about humor. They don't care about building an audience. They don't care about any of that. They just care about sounding off. And you have in the comment section this conversation sort of that we're having about punching down. And it's like, well, wait a second. If we're all equal, because in comedy you kind of are. Like I understand right. people have their, their hangups and people also have their shit that they want to deal with. There might be a booker that just doesn't like chicks. He might be a misogynist. He might be a racist. I'm 100% sure that that does happen. And I'm not saying, you know, if somebody has a story about that happening, I don't believe it. I don't mean that. But you can't, in the same sentence, talk about everybody's equal and then saying it's punching down if you're talking about women. That's just not the case because, you know how many men are fucking afraid of women? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in my experience, all the men I know are really? afraid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're scary creatures. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't work on me either. I don't think, uh, like we, okay, for roast battles, for example, yeah. if if you're like the last, were you at the last one that we did at the, the keys? keys? No. It fell apart. Oh, okay. It fell apart because there was people there that, holy fuck, pause real quick. The I think elevator? this elevator's working. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Joey walks out. Yeah, that's a right. woman walks out and smacks me. Yeah. <laughs> Call her the N-word. <laughs> but, uh, like, it fell apart, this roast battle, because... Nobody prepared. So they're actually just picking on each other. And it's really, and there, there was at least two or three people up there that got offended. And it's like, if anybody's getting, you, you, a gulp is fine. Like, oh, shit, yeah. man. She nailed me. Like, uh, Deidre yeah. had one of the, she made me laugh so fucking hard Deidre at a rose battle. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And she was like, man, she's like, Brian's such a nice guy and takes care of his family. He seems like a great guy. He seems like the perfect guy. If only he were good looking. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) It's like, like, you're not wrong. That's fucking funny too. And it's like, that's my whole entire purpose. I have another roast battle coming up in Easton in a couple of weeks. But if you can't make the person opposite of you laugh, you fucked up. Yeah. You're supposed to make them laugh in the process. You're not supposed to say, hey, look at this fat tub of lard piece of shit. (laughs) Am I right? Look, you know what I mean? That's just, it gets nasty and it takes away from the whole entire purpose comedy and humor making people laugh should always be the point 100 percent of the time do you remember your worst show ever my worst show ever god you had to have been there i'm sure i produced it (laughs) (laughs) um see this there's there's always something to take away from all of them yeah that it doesn't really plan itself in my brain as a terrible experience you know what i mean it's yeah so i don't i don't really have that sort of uh i remember a few of my worst times ever where I had just bombed terribly. Yeah. And Big one fun. of them, one of them was at a, uh, at a gay club and there was a crossdresser or what do you call him? A drag queen drag, yeah. that was hosting it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool chick. But I was on acid. <laughs> so it's like, I'm up there and I'm just trying to repeat the words that I know are jokes, but have you ever done acid? No, no. Okay. Never, You've never no, done anything, no, right? No. Nothing. I uh, smoked pot a couple times, but that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's fucking Bush League. Yeah, I didn't get anything out of it. I was yeah. too old to enjoy it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was probably too old and had too many responsibilities to be fucking around the way I was, too. But I've heard people talk about taking psychedelics and then it going well for them. I just don't understand because everything changes. The way that you talk changes. And I just sat up there and I had a line for the drag queen. And the way I delivered it. It was just humorless. <laughs> it just looked like I was being a complete dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like that that was that was a really bad memory. There, there was that, a couple of You started the show that way? I, I didn't host or anything like that. No, I was but just, I mean you started your set that way. Yep. Oh so yep. all the way Yeah, yeah. Flat lined right away. Yeah. All the way through. Yep. I felt I felt bad. You know, but uh there's there's really no experiences that I could say that are oh, sure. I mean, you know what it's like when there's these shows that Oh, I could give you one of the ones at the Keys okay. that we had, I started working for this crazy Russian guy. He's this, a secretive guy. And he's, act, he's actually the reason why I changed my Facebook name. Through, oh, through a, a couple Brian of different... Wolf. Through a couple of different letters in there so I couldn't be tracked, you know, because uh, I, I act like I know how to surf the fucking dark web where it's just anybody can find me. But uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, because somebody put a flyer. At the bus stop right across the street from the office that we... He rented out this office space. Right. 
<laughs> his daughter walked by and saw and saw my stupid fat face on there. And hey, you're do you do comedy? Like this is after I'm working with them for a month. I was like, ah, yeah, shits and giggles. <laughs> and he's like, I really want to go. Oh, and he's thinking it's gonna be he's gonna walk into a room with you know velvet walls and there's gonna be candle yeah. on the table yeah. and everything like that. Supposed to start at eight. This guy's an early riser. He's a hustler. Starts at nine, I'm sure. Nine fifteen shows up and he's there with his like straight from fucking his, his Melania Trump type yeah. wife. He's sitting there with her and they're just like slowly sipping because they're in their 40s they're not trying to get drunk how's it going man <laughs> elevator does work that elevator that. works <laughs> that's what we're talking about right now this whole entire podcast <laughs> is based on the elevator working <laughs> it hasn't opened up in here <laughs> yeah. nobody would really come here yeah. just walk up the stairs yeah <laughs> alright today on the elevator chronicles <laughs> but anyway back to I fucking I hope that happens every single time you do a podcast. Oh god damn it! I actually want to pay to have an elevator installed Man, in your fucking was, apartment. Yeah. So they're sitting there and they're waiting for this thing to start. And the first the the host goes up there, just zero energy. And there's a there's a sparse crowd. There's probably 25, 30 people there. And then somebody else goes up, completely sucked. Yeah. And like so, I'm looking at my boss, thinking, all right, this is this is the kind of level of comedy that he's mm-hmm. thinking he's going to expect. And then another guy goes up there and does a Donald Trump and Melania Trump joke, right? And, it, and it's all about Russians. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, what, how the fuck did you even come up? Like, it's just everything just lined up so improperly. And then I went up there and my set was all right. And I was like, all right, that's my time. Thank you. And he comes up, just, oh, great job, great job. We got to get the fuck out of here. And it was just so tense and upsetting the yeah. entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's supposed to start at 8. Yeah. The guy didn't pick the mic up until 9.15. This idea Gosh. is, oh, we're going to wait for people. We're, we're going to wait for people. And it's like, nah. nah uh, you kind of alienate the people who were on time. And that's not cool. It's, I, I run into that all the time, too. No, it's like, you're, you're very professional with it. You're very, you, there's a lot of communication going on with you prior to the show. We all, we all know when we're going up. We all know how much time we're supposed to do. Because sometimes that doesn't even happen. Yeah. You get there and you're like, hey, when am I going up? Oh, you're going up first. Oh, okay. Fuck. Okay. All right. right. You know, let me the just, shots. Yeah, yeah. Let me take a couple of shots of Sky Vodka. Yeah, my process, my process is because, and part of that's just because I run so many things. And I did the, well. I was only doing one one a month too, but I have to tell everybody a week out because I feel like that's what I would want. You know, from from a booker, like I I want to know if I have to do ten minutes or twenty minutes or whatever. I don't want to have to throw that together at the last minute. Certainly, don't want to have to throw that together when I get to the venue. Right. Because I, you know, I, I write everything out and like I, I'll copy paste from this document to, and I've got folders. I got a folder with files for every show I've done. Here's what the set list, because if I do monthly shows, I want to go back you and look. Step on everything. Well, I, yeah, I want to look and what, what did I do at the last month's show? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have to, tr- it's just, I have to do it that way. That's the way my mind works. So Thank in you. order for me to keep everything straight, I have to communicate a week before. Otherwise, right. I'll fuck it up. You want to hear a cool story? Absolutely. All right, hold on. Let me go get the lady at the desk. No, I'm just kidding. You ever, uh, you know what the Oculus is, right? Yeah. Virtual reality. Yeah. There's open mics on the Oculus. Really? There's virtual reality open mics. Yes. How does that and work? And you don't have to smell the fucking breath lingering from the guy before you on the microphone. It's actually insanely realistic. You're in a backyard. There's people just kind of milling about. Right. And then he goes up there, the host, this fucking floating avatar, whatever, and he's... Okay, everybody gets their time. This is your time. Uh, I'm going to keep the mics off so that way, you know, nobody carry. And then you're just sitting there listening listening to somebody in their living room singing. And it was great because uh, this one kid goes up there and you could tell he was he was fairly young, you know, maybe in teens. And he's just having a panic attack. He's like, all right, you know, there's something that, I, that I've wanted to try out. And he does like two or three jokes and it was a minute and a half and he got off. Everybody's so supportive. Yeah. Just like a really good mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, there was no punchlines or anything, but he spoke in public from the comfort of his own living room. So my son signed me up for it. He's like, yeah, I want you to try this out. So let me know how it is. Let's see if it's cool. And I was like, all right. So I put the little fucking stupid goggles on my, my yeah. fat head. We have to adjust it multiple times. And then you're like, you're there. So I'm in the middle of my son's my son's room. and then, But it, you feel like you're at a mic. And I said to the guy, I was like, hey, can you turn everybody's mic on? Because, you know, if you're doing stand-up, you want to hear them. Yeah, laugh. Not laugh. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah you, want, you, want, you want to hear them laugh. And he was like, all right, man. Like, if, that, if that's what you want. So he, he turned on everybody's mics. Like, he unmuted everything. 
everybody's just quietly there listening. And the coolest thing about it is not only can you hear the laughs, there's about a maybe like a half a second delay. Mm-hmm. So you're like, Shit, they? oh, okay, they're laughing. Okay, good. And then there's little emojis that pop up too. Oh, nice. Little claps, yeah, little smiles, go. or little hearts. You're like, holy fuck, this is, why am I ever going to leave my house I'm again? killing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm never leaving. I did, I did about seven minutes and it went really, really great. And the guy that put the mic together, put the mic, listen to me. It's fucking, the guy in his, at his desk, yeah. surrounded by cats. I'm sure he's surrounded well, by cats. We all he, have our you know, he, Yeah, he hit my, he hit my son up. God, this sounds going into a really dark area, but it isn't. And, you know, he's thinking, because the name was attached, thinking he's talking to me. Yeah. Hey, man, we've got this going on. we got that going. There's a whole entire scene going on, right? And this is only one time. This is back in maybe August or September. I really should have been on there. But that's a really fucking great way to test out material. It really is. Because, yeah. you're you're, yeah, you're getting, a realist, you're getting realistic feedback. And you would think that there'd be no nerves because there's nobody's eyeballs that you have to look into. I'm not much of an eyeball looker into yeah, myself yeah. when I'm on stage. I kind of look right just above everybody's eyebrows at their fucking greasy foreheads. And that's kind of how I keep that sort of vibe going, I guess. Because, I, you know, I, I see some comics, though. They'll just look directly at the person. And then, boom, they'll hit them with the line. And it's like, holy shit, man. That's, that's a point that I'd really like to get to, to where I'm just full-on comfortable. Are you – because you've got, you got a few jokes with your kids in there. Are you cool with them hearing that? I mean, do they like the jokes? Have you – Dude, Are you I, just waiting a couple years? I kicked my son out of his room. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I want to do this. And I don't want him here yeah. in my filth. I fucking lift up those stupid goggles. He was laying on the bed the entire time watching the whole set. Yeah. And he loved it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he heard. The jokes by him too? Those jokes. Uh, no, because the I don't, I don't really. There's a few jokes that involve them. But it's never really like shitting on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no. It's shitting on you. The, yeah, the yeah. Joke, the joke I remember is like, asshole. like yeah, I was talking to my son about sex or whatever, and and you know, it took a couple hours, but yeah, I finally understand everything. Oh, birds like, and the bees, yeah, 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 bees yeah, bees. yeah So, yeah, it, 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 that's what I closed on actually, okay. and that's when I lifted up the little goggles, and he's sitting there and he was giggling. I was right. like, oh shit, oh you like that? Okay, yeah. So now it, that it, it's funny that you asked that because it planted a seed in his head. About wanting to try. He doesn't have yeah. interest in stand-up. He has interest in writing and not necessarily joke writing. He's Both of the kids, they're very observational. Fucking, they're really honestly funny. I'm sure everybody says that their kids are the funniest people on the planet. But like, all right, let me give you an example of how my son's funny. Just as a prank, this little cocksucker <laughs> ordered me testosterone pills. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's like, here, you know, you might want to try these out. I think, you're, I think you got some low T. <laughs> <laughs> no grin on his face. Right. Nothing. It, he came to me as if he was concerned. And I'm looking at him like, test booster. Like, test for testosterone? Like, you think I have low T? And he's like, yeah, you're displaying signs of somebody with low T. And he just fucking walked away. And I'm just sitting there. Think about this for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went into his room. I was like, I was like, dude, what is this? What is this? And he's dying laughing. He's dying laughing. He was like, that was worth the 16 bucks alone. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, that's really fucking Did good. Did you reimburse him for the 16 bucks? No, I'm... Took the tea today. <laughs> I'm still taking it. I got to go beat off in the bathroom for like five minutes. And then an example of my daughter, who's just a world-class ball buster. Yeah. It just, and she could be an asshole sometimes. I'm telling her the story about one of my customers. One of my customers doesn't have a cell phone. He's like, oh, you know, look at these thumbs. You can't text with these. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling her about how this guy doesn't text, doesn't have a cell phone, doesn't own one, had one for three days. And then I deviated from the story, and I'm using this guy's voice, and I'm like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I go back into the story, and she goes, oh, 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 stop, stop, stop. She's like, you drastically changed the sound of that guy's voice to the point where you took me out of the story, and I don't even want to hear it anymore. I was like, aren't you three? <laughs> <laughs> and she's looking out the window the entire time she's saying this, blank face, and I was like, oh, oh, all right. And I look back, and she's just giggling. She, who, she knew she got it. Who the hell me. needs an open mic when you have your house? I'm telling you, man, they're, they're fucking... They're world class ball busters. And do you think? Do you think they'll get into comedy at some point? So. Would you recommend so. they do? Uh they're not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I, mean, I know their genes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, only if the like 
for my son, I, I know that he really wants to get the N-word off his chest. Yeah. So I'd, I'd recommend it to him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> First three or four open mics, you'll get rid of that. Come on, you little Nazi. <laughs> little cocksucker. Come on. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'll show you a little video that he made. I think you'll oh, like yeah. it. But yeah, I got to take a piss. Yeah. Well, man, yeah. dude, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. You want to grab something um, I have to go pick up my daughter. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to find out the timeline because I don't want to text while doing this. Man, I ask everybody to do stuff with me and like, oh, you know, I think this is the only reason you have kids. This As an like excuse? To get out of eating with me. Yeah, and paying taxes in a lot of ways. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. No, they're, they're, like my, my whole entire reason that I'm still married is telling a chick that I'm married is definitely my best pickup line. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna work on that. Maybe I'm married. <laughs> Can I borrow your ring? I gotta do some experiments later. Yeah, sure. You know. Thanks, man. Just Appreciate it. it. Yeah, let's go. Just wipe the sweat off. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, do you want anybody following along with you? Like weird name and all, uh, comedy purposes. You know what, man? If, if anybody's gonna yeah, hear this, in this plug? area that that roast battle looks like it's shaping up. And he's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Does it take place uh, December twentieth. Cool. I, this will be the day it releases. Really? Yep. December twentieth. Yep. Yeah, yep. December twentieth. Yep. So well, you know what? Listen to it on December 21st, so that way you can hear all of this okay. and know that there's a sad guy that lost. You missed. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. But thanks again, man. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. Thank you. Right. I appreciate it. Wings off inside, some peeling back my sunburned skin. Oh, wait outside your bedroom.